Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Chris Ragg and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing Broken Britain. Chris, you're looking even more broken than usual this morning. Uh, what happened? Well, I was supposed to get here for nine o'clock this mm. morning, mm. but that didn't happen because of uh, industrial action on our um, uh, with our, our rail workers. Hold on, um, I thought that happened because you got the times mixed up. Uh, Are you using this? Uh, is it just a great excuse? This? No, I did get the the times mixed up, but I was scheduled to arrive here an hour and twenty minutes early. Oh, I see. So okay. I would have okay. got here on okay. time, Fair but enough. instead, I didn't. Um, and the reason for that uh, is uh, just a symptom, I think, of, of something I've just been feeling increasingly for the last, I don't know, few years mm. that our country is, is breaking. And, and it's like... Is it going to hell in a handcart? It, 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 it is. I think it is. Uh, or at least it feels that way. So the question is... Um, is it actually is it actually true that it's that it's uh, in that we are in decline that our country is is ruined, or is this cyclical? Is it uh, merely a figment of my uh, limited imagination and limited experience of the world, um, or uh, or are we actually yes um, on the road to um, oblivion? Wow. That's secretly he wants that to be true. I think he does he? actually. Yeah, yeah. I think he does. Um, it was easier to set yourself up as uh, king of the world at that point. Yes. Yeah. It a bit like sort of be you know king Chris. Chris, are we king of the wasteland? Yes. Yeah. Well, I sort of I've now had a sort of a flash uh, uh, image into my mind of 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 Chris on the back of a sort of ramshackle car yeah like the humongous zooming across with yeah with yeah. like and chris sort of half naked in like leather and metal and with a grill on his face or something that's, that's so pretty much every every weekend when i go to my steam <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's yeah. also friday night in bournemouth <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. i've yeah. immediately got some questions i want to ask but maybe you do as well nick or maybe well i mean you know let's just let's just cover the feeling we've got uh, so we've got strikes We've got yeah. rampant inflation. We've got energy price crises. We've got domestic political problems with prime ministers every three weeks. Mm. Um, we've got a hostile Russia. Uh, we've got uh, you know problems with our relationships with the EU. We've got regional nationalism rearing its head. It's the 1970s again, isn't it? Well, it's even worse than that because we've got really crap internet as well, which no one knew what that was. Yeah, the was internet it. was much like, better every, in the 1970s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, and well, well by, by virtue of it not existing, <laughs> yes. for example. So yeah, we've got better. the internet yeah. at all, which he thinks is worse. And climate change, and, and, and. What yeah. else? What, are, what, are, what other stuff sort of gets you down? Yeah, we've got a few things. It, like that, so that's the, that's, that's, I think that's the feeling. Go on, Chris, what other, what other things make you think that we're... Oh, oh, definitely, de definitely, sort of cultural decline of, yeah. of you know the the quality of things like television, films, literature, all the hallmarks of civilization feel <laughs> like they've been abandoned. Like yeah. we're, we're looking on them like like ruins of the past. Well, mustn't grumble. No. Um, I uh, so I I have tried to find evidence that Britain is declining. Right. Okay. I've looked for it, and I've I have to say I've I've struggled a bit. But hold on. So what you've just listed, what we've just listed, that's not evidence, no? That's just... Because Subjective it, feeling. 
Yeah, yeah but I mean, it doesn't that, count. Well, but you there, actually do need there are, to look at. There is some data for some of the stuff we've seen. Things said. have got worse. You can't just feel like things. No, have I know, but worse. There, yeah. and I'll tell you why. Because people have been feeling like things are getting worse for two hundred years, well, possibly I know, for more. more than that. For, possibly I mean, the, more. The Romans. Uh, there's stuff with the Romans moaning about yeah, it. Yeah, they, as well. they well, thought they were in decline. Well, they yeah. were wrong. Yeah. Well, Cato says about. Um, well, you, uh, about Caesar, he says, you know, who he owes his greatness to his country's ruin. You know, a mere 150 or more years before the peak of the Roman Empire, and it didn't collapse for hundreds of years okay. after that. So, so people you know, have always, yeah, yeah, quite. But I, I remember because what I was thinking of, I remember, I don't know who wrote it, but there was a passage with some, you know, Roman, someone like Cato, um, moaning about the next generation. Probably Seneca. It's always Seneca. Right, Nick, you're a data guy. Um, and you started talking about it a little bit there. Are things really getting worse? Go for it. Um, so let's look at some indicators. Life expectancy. When, when, okay, let me ask you this, Chris. When were, when were things great? When's the golden age for you? I think mid-80s. Right, so I've got, I'm going to go from... Eight, 1985, precisely. Okay, exactly 1985. Yeah. Well, the Human Development Index has been uh, tracked since 1990. Life, it includes a bunch of things about schooling, life expectancy, blah, blah, blah. Um, life expectancy has risen by 60 years since 1990. So um, if in you, the UK you can or... expect, in the UK, okay. you can expect to live now an extra six years. That's not nothing. Hold on. That's even worse, though. You've got six more years of this, <laughs> of this rubbish. Of this rubbish. Yeah. Old and Hold on. Hasn't what? it flattened out in the last 10 years or so? Um, nope. In uh, yeah, Well, a bit. I mean, it's gone up by like a year in the last 10 years. Um I, I'm just going to, on the issue of life expectancy, just before we go on, I, I do think uh, that life expectancy is a really bad measure of things going This is what the declinists well. say. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, why? No, let him talk. Why? Well, because I think there's this sense of um, things like, you know, conditions like dementia, you know, Alzheimer's and so on going up and that effectively... You're you're giving people extra time, but you're not giving them any quality of of life in that. Well, in only that if time. you get dementia, and they're probably going to cure it in the next few years. So, you know, but I then, bet then you'll moan then about that. You'll be like, now it's really um, miserable because we have to remember <clears throat> living so old. Right. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. Look. Okay. Fine. You're going to quibble with lots of these indicators. I'm sure. Sco years of schooling gone up by about four, five years. In that. This is all since '85, right? Since 1990, in this particular oh, so case. Okay, fine. So, um, yeah. So now we're so you're spending more time in an old folks' home and more time at school is an indicator <laughs> of things having improved. GDP, right? right yeah, might I remind yeah. you that the UK has the sixth biggest economy? We hardly a you know poverty ridden. Well, let's talk about uh, distribution. Um, but what's happened to like right. the last thirty years? London, but anyway, keep going. London is a proper country. The rest of the country, I don't know, but I've been there a couple of times. I agree, it's pretty rubbish. But the, the it's certainly <laughs> well, not I just live. geographic distribution, but you know, like um, you know. But it's true that GDP has not grown really very much in the last ten years. GDP per capita has flattened off. Productivity has flattened off more or less. But it might surprise you to know, given given the sort of our th what we think has happened to the economy over the last thirty years, that since nineteen ninety. Um, manufacturing has increased by by about seventy percent manufacturing output in the UK, as has as has services output. So you know it's not like old manufacturing's disappeared. Even during the eighties, during the Margaret Thatcher's period as Prime Minister, manufacturing increased, and it's just the opposite story to what everyone thinks. You know, oh, we're post-industrial; it's all terrible decline, and we're all. Um, 
so uh, unemployment, it's now as, uh, you know, historically quite low. Uh, it's, you know, for, again, like if mm. you look back to the uh, the wonderful days of the mid 80s, we had unemployment rate of uh, 10% or above. Now it's like half that and, it, and things are bad at the moment and it's half that. Mm. Um, I mean, labor productivity, I mentioned that it, it is kind of, um, you know, it hasn't grown at anything like the trend that it that it was growing at prior to the great financial crisis of 2008 but it's still growing right look let's, uh, no 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 no, no 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 we don't need to hear more we right do, no because, because otherwise I think you'll you've say success... oh, no, this other thing no is no no nick i think you've successfully made your point public net debt oh my god keep going is uh is uh, we think of 100 percent as terrible but it was higher than that between the first world war and like the 1960s wait so we had 50 years of of having higher national debt than we've got now. Listen, um, inflation. Listen, oh, inflation's listen. really high. It's not just because you've got a lot of data doesn't mean you was, have to it, read it all out. In the out. 1970s, it was like 20 percent. Nick, Nick, Nick. Listen, I think you've made your point because actually, I probably agree with you. Crime, much yes. lower than it was in the 80s. Stop. So, um, so I'm overwhelming uh, you with facts. Yeah, you're overwhelming me with the truth and the fact. Yes, I suspect. Both I and Chris agree with you that there are lots of data points that would prove that declinism is not a thing, and actually the opposite. I, um, I just want to say one sentence. But, but I, well, I've got one question for you as well. Okay, well, deliver Which, that question after I've said my thing, because your question is going to. Well, make your thing quick, then go. Okay, so it's just I used to work for uh, this guy in uh, defense intelligence, yeah. um, who was uh, sick of the whingers who worked in defense intelligence, and they boy were their whingers in defense intelligence, right? Mm. And he said uh, every time you know he would, we would have one of these meetings where all the kind of managers would get together and they'd always moan about how bad things were, and he said it's the same thing. You guys always say things are getting worse and things are getting worse and things are getting worse, and somehow things are better than they used to be, and they were. That's how I feel. Like everything's getting worse, but somehow magically we're yeah. in a much better position now than we were in the eighties. Okay, so that sort of leads on to the observation I have after my question, which is: so here's the question, which is, given all those data points that you've you've mentioned, do you personally believe um, that things are getting worse, despite what you said? That's the first question. Right? Yeah. Observation. Isn't isn't this? I think we're skirting around the subject here, really which is this is just a human condition, you know? Um, Chris, unfortunately, is quite, he's at the extreme end of the scale, but he's just representative of us, of the human race. And we're sort of, we're, we're sort of um, uh, biologically, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Pre yeah. Yeah, what's that thing that Darwin came up Evolution. with? Evolutionary. We're evolutionarily um, disposed and designed to be like this, it's good to be cautious. It's good to be a little Why? bit. What's thin. the advantage, Fraser? What are you putting? Well, the well, because threats, uh, threats are more valuable than um, good things to our survival yes. of our genes. I, I think those. Let's think it's an interesting idea. let's bring in Chris. Well, yeah. So I, I was, I was thinking. Okay, so so I accept because the the one that always um, gets my goat in the security um, uh, sector is people. You are always hearing sort of politicians or, you know, senior generals or officials uh, launching their speech by saying um, things have, you know, the, the world has never been more unpredictable and insecure and, and violent and dangerous. In an increasingly and, uncertain world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all 
always, always uh, every speech prefixed by that. L I mean, largely because they're bidding for extra budget for mm. whatever their department is. But um, it's, pay it's obviously not true. Um, so, so, so I, I, I am definitely prepared to accept that uh, this is um, it's a subjective sense. And it's, you know, um, decline is in the eye of the beholder in, in some sense. So I, I thought, OK, well, is it the case? I assumed it was the case because of this um, this stereotype of the curmudgeonly older person uh, that we become less optimistic uh, as we as we age. So I so I looked at the studies and it's, I suspect it's, you've always been like this. But keep going. <laughs> well, quite. Yeah. Yeah. True. I was. Um, yeah. Always a bit of a. Cassandra figure, mm. um, but um, uh, yeah. So, so the the data is mixed on on optimism through through life. So there are some studies that have looked at things like your optimism about your own future, and found that younger people might be more optimistic about their future than older people. But of course, then you've got the issue of well, they've got more of their future to be optimistic about. You they've know, got they less can, data. Uh, at yeah, hand. yeah, yeah. Exactly. They've got less data at hand, and and more. Uh, margin for error with their time left on this planet, mm -hmm. um, but um, uh, but actually most studies seem to suggest uh, that that optimism is is lowest when they've looked sort of longitudinally, um, lowest in the twenties, rises in oh. the thirties and forties, oh. peaks in the fifties, and Great. then and then gradual decline. And there were a few studies I found where fifty five seemed to be. The, the sort oh, of I thought you meant the nineteen twenties. Ah, no, oh, no, no. Okay. Sorry, uh, your 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 decades of <laughs> yeah, age. Yeah, got it. Yeah, so in your twenties. Mm. Um, uh, so 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 yes, we, I, I'm actually I'm forty eight now. Uh, I'm approaching my Great. peak. Not, not long to go. Yeah. Peak optimism. Quite. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah. Which is a bit um, worrying, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so yes, that that sort of. Um, puts paid to this idea of older people being more pessimistic and therefore you know that having some impact on their view of the the world around them but of course that's their own sort of personal optimism i suppose and and i don't know whether that transfers to optimism about the world around you well since we're talking about the personal there's an interesting phenomenon which has been <clears throat> widely documented um which is that uh people think things are getting worse right that's just a general thing you ask people okay what's everyone how is the country doing hmm. you know how is the situation you're in doing people will say it's getting worse on average that people always think things are going to when you ask people uh, how are you is your life getting better they all think their own lives on average are getting better hmm. so so there's like uh, your personal experience seems not to be able to overwrite your sense of everything going horribly wrong. I per and it, thinking about me personally, it is getting better. And actually, when I think back to just the area I live in 10 years ago, when I think back to what it was like in Finsbury Park, where I grew up in the 80s, mm. it's a different world now. Now, you might think, oh, it's boring. Chris would probably say that's boring in Anodyne. You, you should bring the muggers back. It's more exciting. But mm. um, when I was uh, you know, a kid in Finsbury Park, it was people. some people didn't go there There was because it was considered to be a sort of crime-ridden hobble. Now you look down. Yeah, I don't go there now because you live there. But anyway. Well, it, there's, it's lovely uh, cafes and restaurants and, you know, uh, the um, you know the streets are much much cleaner. Um, there there aren't people outside Tesco's collecting for the miners' strike. <laughs> it's much better than it was in the eighties. Look, um, let's cut to the chase. Um, 
No, I'm just saying. So I'm just saying my personal experience yeah, is yeah, that yeah, things have got better. Like, yeah, yeah. like London is a lot nicer than it was 20 years ago. And yet, you look on the internet. You, everyone's oh, London's so dirty and smelly. It's all going horribly wrong, and there's dog poo everywhere. And I think well, you should have seen it in the old days. Okay, guys, let, let's get straight to it because I think there's two things going on here, or two questions I want to ask. We, we're going around all this boring data stuff, right? But my question, my question is this. Okay, first of all, I think Chris. Both of you actually kind of made a good point there, but especially Chris, which is about we this kind of, is it cognitive assonance or dissonance, whichever it is, which we can believe two contrary things and sit with them fine, right? I.e., hey, I'm perfectly happy, things are fine. Oh my God, everything's getting worse. And that feels about right. That feels quite comfortable. That, that I feel like that as well. Because I kind of agree that things are generally getting worse, but actually, specifically, I feel great. Thing, life is good. Well, One. well I don't know two. if you... Go on. Get declinists have really given me. Chris says generally he thinks films now are crap. That's more or less his indicator. He doesn't like all the superhero films. But he, do you remember Canon Cinema in the eighties? I mean, do you remember the videos that you used to get from the from the video shop? They mm. were awful. Like brilliant. good, they were well, <laughs> brilliantly awful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, you know. So I'm not even no. sure that holds up. I okay, mean, this, but look. we look. What's coming out of the cinema? We've got June. Part two. No. We've got Oppenheimer. We've all got, uh, got those bloody Marvel films. Uh, you know, I, there's some, there's a new Wes Anderson film. I, these are all. It's not, but it's not like these are kind of all. No, because superhero films are even those people. Have Maybe the, co those. the question and the answer is more complex than we well, might well, imagine. Maybe some things are getting better. Some things are getting worse. What is getting worse? Well, definitely some films are getting better and is some are getting worse. So your, your sense of national decline is because you no, don't like superhero no. films. But you you asked me to talk about a specific example. That's what I've done. So look, but no, hold on. Second thing. Really, really, like this is a proper question. Really, what do you do? You really think things are getting worse? Um, is let, let, let's simplify that question. No, sorry, let's make it a little bit more detailed, but still quite general. Which is, is stuff getting is Britain getting worse? I yes or no, Chris. Right, and okay, Nick. well, if you, I can't give just a one word answer, but I feel like my connection with Britain mm. and my sense of Britishness and my pride in Britain mm. has declined. I feel like I don't know when it peaked, but but in the in the 90s, I felt like we were a, a proper in the 80s. We sort of all looked at America and thought, isn't America uh, amazing? And I idolized it in the 90s. I felt like we we sort of grew in confidence in the you know the early 2000s we had we had the olympics as well in 2012 which i sort of felt was a, a moment of of uh sort of peak british you know look we can run around a track very fast but i've i've sort of felt since that point i felt like my sense like do i like this country and what it stands for has kind of deteriorated and i, I can't really put my you know i don't i don't I don't want to make it political because I don't really care about politics, but I've just felt less proud of being British. I generally agree with with Chris. Nick, any any just briefly I, before we move on. I think we while we're on the level of kind of um, of intuition, of introspection and trying to talk about Great. what we feel yep. like. Yeah. The thing I th I feel like which has uh, which has changed 
uh, if you go back to the 80s, the remarkable thing is that we faced almost certain death mm. by nuclear war, um, that objectively Britain was in a terrible state during nearly all of the 80s. We look back on it, obviously, as a, as a period of kind of national revival. And, and I personally think rival, um, rightly, so apologies to all those Thatcher haters out there, but I think all of those economic reforms needed to happen. Mm. You know, if you think back, I mean, but it, during most of, I mean, you look at the, certainly that first period of the 80s, it's, it's you know, it's industrial strife, uh, it's a recession, it, the war. Falklands War, the threat of you know nuclear war. It was not actually objectively a fun time. But I think what Chris has touched on, which is interesting, is there was a sense of hope. And I can't put it any other way. If you look at kind of American films, they were not, they were upbeat. They were bombastic. And they weren't cynical about the idea of progress. The, the goodies won. And, you know, there were goodies and there were baddies and, and you know, the hero kind of got what they wanted and there was a straightforwardness to that kind of story of... We, we, they were the, whereas I, I feel like now you, all everything has that kind of cynicism to it. Uh, you know, if, if you sit there and go, oh, I think things are getting better, you look naive. You look sort of naive and stupid because, no, everything's obviously going to shit and you're just you're living in a fantasy world. Uh, so I do feel like this, this sense, this nebulous sense of hope... Um, of kind of hope uh, for the future has disappeared and I think it's unjustified we have no right to to, to have stopped hoping for, for better um, and, and I think we should get back to back to that so what's actually declining is optimism that's what you're saying uh, right I mean which is mm. weird like optimism is it, well I, I don't even think that's true if you look at like business confidence that's it's not particularly lower mm. I think it's not something necessary that crops up in a kind of how optimistic I use type survey it's something different it's a, a feeling about the world it is just a feeling which feels like when you you know you read things people write and you listen to what people are saying it feels like a kind of a sense that there's all this kind of polarization it feels like people are kind of at each other's throats it feels unstable you have you sort of trump and brexit and all of that and and there's a sort of sense of uncertainty i feel like technology is not helping obviously the internet has had this massive uh, impact on our lives that has not yet finished playing out or perhaps even started playing out mm. and 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 then things like you know the um chat uh, you know the kind of large language models and art generators turn up and it sort of feels like uh, what is there for humans to do now you know when you were a kid it's like what did you want to do you wanted to be a, a you know a trained driver well trained drivers are automated now maybe you wanted to be a journalist well that's automated now it's like it's like what what do we as he where are we going you know and I, that there you go that's my best attempt to try and encapsulate what deep down what this kind of unease about the future is that that yeah despite all those sort of understood threats i don't think really existed in the 80s and i i was a very anxious kid um so it's not like i was you know uh kind of super optimistic and happy in the 80s but there was something there was a feeling that you just don't get anymore yeah um so i think the answer to my question is yes stuff is in what? decline no <laughs> No, it's a yes. <laughs> right, Nick, where are we? Move us on. Is there something else? Well, yeah, look, I mean, I, I want to zoom out a bit, really. Uh, so we've talked about the last sort of 30, 40, 50 years. And, um, and I, so I think we've, what we've concluded is that uh, 
the indicators do not suggest decl absolute decline at right. all. In fact, a lot of them are positive. Some of them are flat when they shouldn't be, blah, blah, blah. Um, we are still, you know, as I said, like the number six biggest economy. But when you zoom out a bit and you think, well, you know, um, now I'm not sure everyone thinks the British Empire was the best thing ever. But I think we'd have to conclude that in comparison to the British Empire, Britain is a somewhat reduced kind of nation, right? And I, I think, so, so looking at the very long term, just like a Roman might, I guess, in no. sort of the year, you know, four, five, 400 or something, um, you you might look back and go, OK, well, things there were glory days. Um, but, you know, at the same time, as, as we've said, we are all better off. We are literally better off individually and on, and on average uh, than we were in the 1930s and in the 1850s. You know, um, we have the a poor person today still has Netflix and no one in the 1850s had Netflix. And I'm not saying that makes us better off, but it does make us better off in a certain sense. Right. But what I think is uh, also, I think, compounds this sense of decline is merely the fact that other people are, are, are catching up faster. There is a sense of kind of, OK, we're sort of very gradually losing pace against, you know, the kind of India and China and, um, you know, the, the EU considered, I guess, as a block. Uh, certainly over the last 10 years, you know, our GDP growth and productivity growth has been has been low. So but now the question is, does it matter? Does it matter if you're as rich as you were 20, 30 years ago, but your neighbours are richer? Is that bad? Discuss. Yeah, well, I think I, I think that's a really interesting uh, point. And, and if you think about, um, you know, it's, it's about whether relative decline is important or not. And if you look at um, the countries with the highest average level of happiness, according to the UN survey, right, uh, they are. So the top 10 uh, going in reverse order is New Zealand. Luxembourg, oh, so Switzerland. So it's always boring. the bloody Nor Kiwis. Yeah. Norway. And they're so bloody boring. <laughs> Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, oh. Israel, Iceland, Denmark, number one, Finland. Right? Now, but what I think this tells us is something interesting. None of those countries are major powers, right? And if you look at them from a population point of view, the, high, the highest is, is Netherlands. Uh, ju uh, just under 18 million people. So they're all quite small countries. They're all obviously developed countries. <laughs> None of them are, are uh, particularly unstable, although you've got countries like Israel and, and some other countries, you know, bordering, um, bordering Russia at the moment and, and, mm. and so on. Um, but they're not, they're not the US and they're not China uh, and they're not India. You know, they're not the, the, the sort of... Um, regional or, or you know, um, they're not superpowers. Uh, and and I, I, I wonder whether this means, is, is decline actually that, that bad, right? And I think about, you think about um, Italy, okay? You know, you've got Rome, you've got the, the Renaissance, you've got these huge peaks of, of cultural and political power in their history. Uh, and now they are, you know, a country similar to sort of Britain in terms of, you know, standard of living and all that kind of stuff. But they're not they're not the Roman Empire of, of old. Right. Yeah. But, um, but also it's worth thinking about the fact that the Romans didn't even have tomatoes. Now, would a modern day Italian <coughs> want to bring back the Roman Empire, but do away quite, with tomatoes? I yeah. would be surprised. Or pasta for that matter. Yeah. Um, so, yes, no, it's um, uh, but but the point is um, there's there's something about 
you know, if you want to think what kind of country should you actually be to, to in order to be happy, um, it's not the best, most powerful country that that feels you know i guess that's quite stressful being that that country but if you're you know a sort of uh, a, a, a developed nation that's um you know kind of freeloading off the international order a little bit um yeah. uh, and and um you know your standard of living is is what maybe that's what you should aspire to so i actually look at italy and i think of all the countries i would want to live in and be part of a country like italy is is you know right up up there mm, um, mm. and and yet actually you know in terms of these tables of where they are they're slightly below the UK you know on on, on a bunch of measures so um, so yeah I, I, I think actually what you should be aiming for is is probably um, managed decline and, yeah. and sort of um, that's you know that's the, the key to yes, happiness. Do we, do we, I mean I, I, it's so obvious but it, it bears saying that the size of your country obviously does, I, I mean, in terms of GDP, in terms of your sort of national resources, determines what your country, right, whatever that means, can do. But it says nothing about your personal level of prosperity. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, like, China exactly. has been growing enormously, has a huge economy, but obviously there's a lot of, I don't know if you know this, but there's a lot of Chinese people. Ooh. And so, like, on average, they're still what we would consider to be very poor. But they themselves are a lot richer than they were, you know, 20 years ago and uh, probably have a right to feel like things are getting better. Um, but I think this it reminds... I mean, you touched on it a bit earlier, Fraser, this kind of evolutionary pressure. Um, I, I think there is a, a sense uh, in which it's good for us to constantly feel like, you know, things aren't doing aren't going as well as they should be. And I think... I've said this before. I feel like this lies at the heart of um, the, all of the problems with human nature which is that we are not, we've not evolved to be happy. Evolution does not make happy people. It's not what, I mean, I literally mean it, like happiness is not by itself a thing. Happiness is what drives us to do stuff, or at least the kind of promise of happiness is what drives us to do things like go over that hill and see if there's some nice fruit there, or, you know, to go and kill that other tribe who are kind of eating our fish or whatever. It's that thought that in the future, things are getting better. Um, uh, and but if only we do this thing first, like if there's a, one tribe here who are just happy with what they've got and another tribe who's restless and wants to expand and, and because it thinks that that, that tribe is going to do better. Well, we're that tribe. Yeah, yeah. We evolved to be those guys. So so this sense of like, OK, things could be better. We need to work harder. We've got it. You know, things aren't as good as they could. be. That is something, unfortunately, we just have to shoulder. And I think it's interesting that, you know, you, the, the fact that our intuitions that things are getting worse and the fact that people forever have been saying things are getting worse, um, you know, and, and sits alongside the fact that actually objectively things are much, much better than they used to be. Uh, it, it tells you that story. Yeah. This reminds you know? me of, um, that sounds a bit like, um, and apologies to lots of our listeners, but apparently, you know, one of the reasons why Americans are sort of so, you know, such a bunch of neuroses is because guess what? They were foolish enough to put into their constitution, you know, the right to happiness or the pursuit of <laughs> happiness, right? So that's just setting yourselves up for a fail, right? Um, look, we need to, I've got three or four things. One, um, I am both satisfied and dissatisfied by this topic, right? Satisfied because I think it's really interesting. We're getting into some interesting stuff here. But two, it, it, we could do a whole ep a whole series on this, right? This is we're just scratching the surface here, so I like this. Um, two, I think with Chris, you could put Chris in any time, any place, and he'd still be like this, right? 
um, even at his age in 1985, sorry to oh, point. He'd be, he'd he'd be insufferable. Yeah, he was. I think he would always be moaning no matter where he ah. was. Okay, mm. he's just got that Eeyore-ish look on life, you know, outlook. That's the second. But thing. that's what drives him to succeed. That's the whole point. That's why he's so successful. Go, mm. That's why he's so successful. He's so unhappy. Yeah. That's why he's such a go-getter. Three. Um, I do tend to agree. I think the, 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 the thing I want to say is I think this sort of cultural discourse, some of the stuff that uh, Chris was talking about earlier on, it, it's not just, I think also the internet has given visibility to idiots, right? So every before people might have been a bit of a stupid like, like nightmare. This podcast. Yeah, like this podcast, mm, yeah. yeah. Um, before we just didn't know there were all these idiots in that around. Now we know it because they're on sort of, you know, social media platforms you know, ranting about rubbish. Yeah, I feel not like, not like I'm ranting I, now. No, I think you're touching on something really important, which is actually probably a podcast in itself. But, um, it, it, you know, we were talking about this kind of perception of relative standing actually makes a difference. Yes, just but don't let me does. forget my fourth point in a moment. Okay, but, but keep but, going. But, but, I mean, there's no doubt about it that your relative standing, and we whether we think of ourselves as the nation or as an individual and the neighbours, um, your relative st standing really does impact on your sense of well-being, unfortunately. Right. Um, right. So um, uh, the internet exposes us to lots of people who are doing better than us. You know, all of those influencers. I mean, it does, but yachts. No, no. But the point is that has that has a serious. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. If you're, but you know, if you're in a tribe of 150 people, I don't think that's people, the main point. If though. you're in the top five people of your tribe of 150. Um, you're doing pretty well. Now, you take that exact tribe, you suddenly show them, oh, did you know there's people with 19-bedroom houses? Um, you know, not but just I, one of them, but No, this is a well-established thing with Facebook. Stay off it because you'll see other people's great lives. I think, I think that's what, what you're saying. I think what's interesting here is that... Um, that we that what it hints at is that we measure ourselves uh, relatively rather than absolutely. So nobody says I've, or, or at least um, we're far more influenced by the fact, like, oh, my neighbour's got a better car than I have, than we are. Oh, I've got a better car than I had ten years ago. Yeah. Um, and and why is that the case? Well, it must it must be that we've heuristically evolved absolutely. to measure ourselves relatively because that's a lot easier to do than objectively when you didn't have access to all the facts that Nick has been. You're been absolutely right, and I agree. It's definitely a factor, but I guess the point I'm trying to make is that you know we always knew there were awful people out there. Now we can really see it. Mm. It's very visible. Final thing I want to say: mm. first of all, we need to stop. But next question to finish yeah. us off on, right? So see what you think of this question. Okay, notwithstanding everything we've said, what are you optimistic about? Yeah. What are you hopeful about? Um. Over the last few years, I don't know if you were following the news, but there was this pandemic, mm. right? Um, what happened was we very quickly, I want to say we, I mean scientists, mm. um, invented uh, a you know bunch of vaccines using techniques that didn't exist you know 20 years ago and, um, and probably saved millions of lives. And I think that's the tip of the iceberg, uh, really, of, of kind of what science is going to be able to deliver uh, for us, you know, uh, in terms of sort of cures for things. Um, I mean, look, no one, look, survival rates for all of these diseases that used to be death sentences are now, ex you know, extraordinarily high. Um, there, there's just, uh, you, you know, that is undoubtedly, I mean, that's one of the biggest improvements, uh, really. Like the big story, if you were to look at the last 200 years, is healthcare. Um, that is what has saved, changed people's lives really more than anything else. Uh, that is, I think, you know, when we all just, we just use it and we go, oh yeah, okay, well I've got antibiotics 
But you, you didn't die. You would have died if you hadn't had that. And now it's like, oh, I've got to take my antibiotics again. And it's, you know, if you think about what that is doing for us as a species, it's enormous. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. That would yeah. be, be my answer. Yeah. I think boring, I, I, I want Chris to go last. My, mine is actually it's rather boring, but I'm just... I'm just generally quite happy and optimistic about you know what's going to happen you know, just personally for me and my family over the next few years but even just saying that actually makes me worry because it just makes me feel like oh, oh, oh what's you know the, the moment you'll sort of feel that, and you identify that you're happy is when you're at the most risk of something awful I mean I might not be here tomorrow you know I might be knocked well, that's over. cheered us up yeah <laughs> well, I'm not, it's bad for me good for you right yeah well why would you be in this studio tomorrow I don't well, alive, I mean. Oh, I see what you mean. Um, it reminds me of... Uh, at the because end of, I might get knocked over by a bus, you I know, when I leave here. Mr. Worry, you know, the Mr. Men. Right, books. go on. At the end of Mr. Mr. Worry, he basically, all of it, everything goes... Um, uh, it goes fine, and all of the things he's worried about disappear. And then at the very last page, it says, uh, "And Mr. Worry started to worry because he had nothing to worry about." Mm. I think that's really profound. I think so. I yeah, remember thinking I really so do. when I was We're about four. Good old Roger Hargreaves. Yeah. He was yeah. a philosopher king. Yeah. So, Chris, the the final word has to be yours. Uh, well, I, I I suppose the thing I'm optimistic about is, um, and this is this is really. Um, uh, this is really cheesy, but I am actually optimistic about the next generation. Um, uh, in that, children of the future. The well, 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 the children of now, actually, and and where they're going, mm. because it seems undoubtedly true. If I look at myself and uh, my siblings, and I look at our sort of attitude, our level of um, endeavour, diligence uh, in in work and academia, right. Uh, and I think, okay, we had a we had a fairly lackadaisical attitude to things. And I think I think of all our children, and I think of the sort of most of the children of the of friends that I have. They are all very very diligent, very much much more focused on achievement and um, uh, sort of academic excellence than anybody in my generation was. Um, you're looking at me like well, this must this be is... appropriately a rags to riches story yeah. because this is not the case I don't feel I worked way harder than my children work oh. and and I was way more um, driven and than than they are well, all their I'm, mates. I'm on, I'm on Chris's side are you I, I, yeah but also yeah. I mean you've only got to look at how boring kids are now that's what I mean like, and they, I knew... they don't they don't drink they don't smoke they don't fucking they don't... read anything <laughs> But they're they much the well, yeah, exactly. Um, but they're, they're, they 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 seem much more equipped to turn our country into Germany than we ever were. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I mean Germany <laughs> of the of the post. Oh, thank God. Post, post oh, yeah, 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 there's not, other. Yeah, not the other Germany. Oh God, I, this um, is a bombshell. I completely disagree with this. But, um, yeah. So anyway, I, so I'm optimistic that um, you know, give it another twenty or thirty years. And uh, we'll all be driving around in, in Volkswagens and Mercedes. <laughs> God, thank God we'll be either dead or, you know, rolling, you know, well, dementia you tomorrow, by then. Apparently. Yeah, apparently yeah, me yeah. tomorrow, yes. Yeah, so I don't yeah. have to worry about that. Um, okay, nice. Okay, we're going to stop there. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Nick Hare and Chris Ragg of Aleph Insights. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.